Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. As a Christian, you're going to have trials. 2 Timothy 3, Paul said, yes, and all who desire to live godly, raise your hand, let's try it. Raise your hand if you desire to live godly, okay. And then the next part, in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Now raise your hand if you want to live godly. <laughs> all right, good. That's, right? You're going to be persecuted, right? And, and there's going to be trials. But God can comfort you through the trial. He doesn't always take the trial away. He doesn't always take this storm away, but he comforts us in the midst of it. And, and really, that's so important for us to understand. That comfort that comes from God, it's, it's a daily process. It, when you get up in the morning every day, then it's this relationship with God where he comforts your heart before you get going. 2 Corinthians 4, we're going to read about later in verse 16. He says, therefore, we do not lose heart. Uh, do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed, notice, day by day, right? So God comforts you, renews you. You can go to the Lord day by day. That means daily. Be renewed, be refreshed through his word, through prayer. And that is such an important part of the Christian life. And if you don't experience that, then you're going to have a view of life in some strange way about Christianity or God's design that's not correct. Because basically what the Bible says is that we live in a fallen world. Adam and Eve sinned, sin entered into the world. Now we live in a fallen world and that there's going to be trials and tribulation, but God can give you comfort in your heart. He can renew you and he refresh you daily. And then he does that for us. Why? So that we can comfort other, others with the comfort that we've received. And how do we do that? Well, this is important. If you see somebody tomorrow or this week or this month who is all stressed out and worried and they need comfort, they need consolation, right? What do you do? Well, you point them to the source where you receive comfort and renewal and refreshing, right? And what is that? It's a daily relationship with God in his word, in worship, in prayer. It seems so simple. You know, Dennis and I talk about all the time, people call the church or come in, they're going through a trial, and we want to encourage them, and we want to comfort them with the comfort that we receive. And what does that mean? It means to point them to Jesus. I never say, well, good thing you called Calvary Chapel because I'm Pastor Bob, and all your troubles are over, <laughs> right? No, <laughs> that's a joke, right? If they call here, come here, then I say, hey, look, you know what? God can help you, right? He can help, and he helped me, and, and I'm, I'm going to tell you how he helped me, right? And, and that is to have a personal relationship with him. And in Psalm 16, 11, it says this, in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. In your presence is, in, is fullness of joy. In your relationship with God, when you get up in the morning and you pray and you read your Bible and you worship God, you seek him, that there is joy in that relationship with God. So no matter what comes, it's you start your day with that comfort from God. Now, people want to make that real complex and sophisticated, but it, it's not that difficult. It, and sometimes people come into the office or they call and they got problems. Like, Pastor Bob, I got this trial. I don't know if you know what kind of trial. Yep, we live in a fallen world. I know all of, everybody's got them. <laughs> we all got them. And, and I don't know what to do. Like, well, the same thing that people have been doing for thousands of years, right? It's to come to Jesus and put your hope and faith in him, right? And say, Lord, I need your supernatural work in my life. And he can do it. So verse 4, 5, it says, for as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, 
Should I ask you all if the suffering of Christ is abounding in you? (laughs) So our consolation also abounds through Christ. Now, if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effective for enduring the same suffering, which we also suffered. Notice he has suffering and suffered a lot along with comfort. Or if we are comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. So Paul's speaking about afflictions and sufferings that he experienced and tribulation that he experienced. And Paul recognizes that God allowed him to go through some trials so that other people could see how God would comfort him through that time and that people were watching him and that they would see God's strength and comfort in their life and realize that, you know what, God can do that for us as well. You know, God has people around you that watch you. And when you go through a trial or a difficult thing, they see how you respond and they see how you act and they look at you and they're like, whoa. And, and when God is comforting you and you have a genuine relationship with God and God gives you peace that passes understanding, they look at you and say, what is with you? What, what's up with you, right? Uh, remember when Paul had cast <coughs> the demon out of that girl in Acts 16 and they threw him in jail there in Acts 16, 25. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Now, I love that, that they're in jail and back then there was no ACLU. I mean, there were no rights. It was like you're thrown in jail, tortured, punished, and they were praising God. I can't hardly imagine a worse situation <coughs> and rather than complaining and having a pity party, they were praising God, and they were singing songs, and everybody's listening to them like, what is with those guys, right? They got arrested for telling people about Jesus, and why was Paul and Silas praying and singing praises to God? Well, I believe that Paul was praising the Lord for the work that God had already done in his life, and that he had a thankful heart, and that he had an optimistic view of life, that God is going to work things out. The Roman government hates all Christians, tries to kill all of us, and I'm in prison right now, and I might be killed today, but praise the Lord. God's will be done, and guess what happened? You guys know the story, right? I mean, he got out, preached the gospel to a lot more people, right? Paul knew that people were watching him, though. And I think it's important for all of us to be reminded, people are watching you. Do you realize that? When you're at the store at Walmart on aisle seven, right? And you bump into somebody from church, they look in your cart, what do you got in there? Right? <laughs> what, what are you doing? <laughs> right? In verse seven, he says, and our hope for you is steadfast because we know that as you are partakers of the suffering, so also you will be partakers of the consolation. So Paul's saying that, you know, we've gone through, all the stuff we've gone through is for, for your benefit, right? We're going through trials and all these sort of suffering, and he's saying, look, we're going to experience God's comfort through those things, and so are you. Verse 8, for we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren. So now Paul's going to tell them, don't want you to be ignorant about what my life looks like or what a Christian life looks like, uh, be, but uh, he said, don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, of the trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure, above strength, so that we despaired even of life. Have you ever felt like that? That you were just, the burden in life is so hard that you're just despaired beyond life? Now, Paul's saying, we don't want you to be ignorant about this. I'm a Christian. I love God. And man, I've been so, you know, go through such hard things that I felt I was despaired of life. Now, despairing of life is not the same as suicide. Two different things, right? Paul's not saying that I was sitting around thinking about how to take my life, right? If I go up and see a Roman soldier with a big sharp sword, that I go up and punch him in the nose, like, okay, do me in. I mean, he wasn't thinking about that, right? He's just saying that, man, things are so hard, we feel like we just couldn't go on. Have you ever felt like that? I just can't take another day. I can't go on, right? And, and, and if I were to say to you, when you read the Bible, does that seem like the normal Christian life, that people have trials and difficulties? Or did the Apostle Paul and Peter and John and James and Jesus, did they 
claimed their Porsche? And did they always have uh, prosperity? Were they always wealthy? And did everything go their way? And did they all live in mansions? Well, you students of the Bible know they didn't have Porsches, right? They didn't have nothing. Jesus said, I don't own anything, right? And, and so uh, important for us to realize that, you know, the normal Christian life involves some adversity, right? Because you're going against the flow, right? You're, you're uh, you know, preaching truth that transforms people's life, and the kingdom of darkness wants to stop you. So there's a spiritual battle. Verse 9, he says, yes, we have the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves but in God who raises the dead. I love that. So when your expectation of life is as you face trials that are beyond your resources to fix, and, and you, but you know God is able to do the impossible, right? Then that produces a kind of perspective that Paul had. He had joy because God can fix it. Somebody called today, and Dennis said, this person called, and they have all these troubles. What should I do? I said, God is the God of impossible. Tell them that. <laughs> I mean, like, right? I mean, God can fix anybody's problems, right? And God is able to do what you can't do for yourself. In Philippians 4, Paul said, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned that in whatever state I am, to be content. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound everywhere, and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, in other words, Paul's life was not controlled by his circumstances. His joy, his peace, his comfort, it wasn't controlled by his circumstances. He said, look, I was rich, I was poor, I had a lot, I had nothing, <clears throat> but in Christ I can do all things. And so Paul was determined to serve God all of his life and never let any trial or difficulty or impossibility stand in the way of serving God wholeheartedly to the end of his life. Now, I love that because it's a great example for us. That's what I want to do. I want to serve Jesus no matter what difficulty comes my way. And you know, as a Christian, there are a lot of things that want to trip you up and cause you to get out of the race, right? But Paul finished well. He wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, 7. He said, I have fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. Now, I love that. Now, I'm sure everybody in this room knows someone who used to go to church that doesn't go anymore, right? I mean, at Easter, we saw multiple people who haven't been here for years, right? And, and, and then they come back, right? And, and here's the thing. Your Christian journey, it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish, right? You want to finish well. You want Jesus to say, well done, good and faithful servant. And, and I would say <clears throat> that how you view life is going to affect how you finish. Do you expect that your life is going to have a lot of trials and difficulties and there are going to be things that seem impossible? Do you expect that? If you do, and you believe that God is the God of impossible, well, you're going to do fine, <laughs> right? If you think that everybody's going to do things your way, and you're not going to have much trouble, and when you do have trouble, everybody's going to come and fix your problems for you, well, then you're going to have a lot of disappointment, right? And, and I do believe it probably contributes to so much of the sadness in our society, because we are teaching young people that the Bible is evil. We banned the Bible from school in the 60s, and now we banned the Bible. Now we're teaching them just to blame everybody else and complain about anything, complain as much as you want, blame as much as you want, be as sexually Im immoral as you want, just basically do whatever you want. Any kind of sexual, drug, immoral thing, it's all good. And, and what, what's happening to our society? Those of you who know what's going on, we, we have an epidemic of sadness, and you know, we have people that are sadder than ever. We have people that want to commit suicide. See, but when you start with Life's going to be hard, <laughs> right? But God can help me, right? It produces an optimism because here's what happens. When you face some trial and you pray and God delivers you, well, that builds your faith, right? And then the next time you face some trial, someone around you says, hey, he helped us through last time. Oh, right. And then, and then when 50 years of that goes by, then you're like, he's been helping us for 50 years now. I think he's not going to stop now, right? And I love this that Jesus said in Luke 18, 27. He said, these things which are impossible with man are possible with God. 
right? So when you face something that seems impossible, you need to go, that doesn't mean that God can't change something, fix something, right? That God can do anything. And we need to look at life that way, right? That God could do anything. And when you think about friends that you invite to church, and maybe you invited some friends to church on Easter, and they came, but they didn't come back the next week. Well, that doesn't mean God's done with them, right? Maybe that was just the, whoo, so much Bible in church. Oh, I needed to take a couple, couple weeks off. <laughs> you go get drunk a couple times, and then maybe I can come back, right? I mean, it's like, uh, you know, I don't know what people think, but, but God can do anything in people's lives, right? Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will